Hang on, I have- I need to get in my- my- my half-sitting-up, half-slouchy position. Ugh, there we go. It's all about the comfort. And Anna, Anna's from home today, too. Bum, bum, bum. We got an emergency email yesterday saying, um, we tried to come back too soon. People can still work from home. I'm like, huh. You're kidding. What, why an emergency? Has there been an outbreak in the building? Yeah, no, it wasn't. It, it, I don't think it really had to do with COVID. I think it had to do with people weren't ready to come back yet full time. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? You know, you think about Apple workers were just resigning in droves. I think it was because they didn't want to go back so soon. Is that what you guys heard? I'm trying to figure out if it was Apple and or Amazon. And No, I... I have. I with, like you. I don't recall which company it was, but um, there's a lot of that going on. I think that, and it surprises me that it's the tech companies because you think of if anybody in the world could continue in a remote environment, it would be them. Um, but I think I think there's a lot of that happening. People just aren't ready to commit to whether or not it's it's safe. You know, I. I I'm kind of on the fence myself, but you know, I think part of that for me is that I came in late. I, because I did work with other people through most of the pandemic and didn't start being on my own in a remote environment until just a couple of months ago, I'm still enjoying the old commute from the, you know, kitchen to the living room. So, (laughs) but for people who've literally been on their own for a year and change, I, I would think a lot of people would be just chomping at the bit to to get with other humans. Right. I, I'm surprised too. I, I guess I understand why people want to stay home or do the hybrid at least instead of going five days a week because one, you know, if you're used to not having to wear makeup, not having to wear clothes <laughs> and just wear pajamas every single day <laughs> and just not have to worry about gas, food prep, if that's what you do. There's a lot that goes on when you have to get ready for work and be at work instead of at home where everything's there. And then for those with kids and have been making the lunch while you're at work and helping them with whatever, I can totally imagine the anxiety that people say they have or are feeling. I think also knowing that there are some companies that are saying to its employees, we have learned that you guys can work at home and we're going to let you. You know, in our case, they were hoping to go five days a week and we started, but there were people who felt like they just were not ready. But props, props to our leadership. One, for trying to return us to the old normal, but also to listening to its employees who got used to the new normal and then adjusting the uh, return to work model to a hybrid because of that. Mm-hmm. Lori, what's it what's it look like around the building? What what would you say the percentages of people who had been coming and took up on the opportunity to stop coming? Well, it's hard to tell because we just got that email yesterday. So um, today I was kind of surprised, but when Anna wasn't here, I was like, oh, I bet she's going to, you know, work from home. So we'll see how it unfolds in the next, you know, few weeks or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there people in the warm uh, sales area right now? Yeah, yeah. Promotions area? Yeah, but in fact, it's on Thursday, it's our our on-air morning and midday person. Uh, they stay a little later, so I actually see them, which is nice. 
um, and a salesperson, promotion person. So it's not a lot, but, you know, it's, it's man, I was here by myself. <laughs> right. So, yeah. For a long time you were there by yourself. Yes. Yeah. So anyway. Huh. I wonder with some of these, um, not, not, with, not with the Warm and the radio station, but with other companies like, let's say, Big Tech, who have a, a giant, you know, camp, physical building campus in, you know, Southern California or Northern California. I wonder if some of them want people to come back to work because they're paying for this big building, you know? Right. <laughs> Whereas there may be other companies that are like realizing they can save money by not even having a big building and, and downsizing to a smaller building. I, I still believe we're going to start seeing that shift over the next year year or so as virus notwithstanding as as they realize that they don't need to have all this brick and mortar um, to conduct business. Are you surprised at all about how people have been feeling about coming back? Not me, because I've I've seen both sides of it. Some people are like, man, I really want to work from home. And, um, you know, maybe I could still do it for a day or two. And then there's, you know, um, those who are like, yeah, I'm just glad to be back. I didn't like being home alone all the time. And yeah. Yeah. I think what surprises me is I just feel like there's such this, there's been such this groundswell since like, like last June, like a year ago of why are we closed up and you can't tell us what to do. And, you know, all of this, like people just demanding to get their freedom back. And now you have your freedom back and you don't want it. Um, yeah. That's what I'm, what I'm having a hard time with. Yeah. Not so much again about the, the people right there at the radio station with you, Lori, but just generally speaking around the country, you know, all this, all this angst against the governors for, for making us stay in our homes. And now they're like, all right, come on back. And they're like, nah, I don't want to want to. So you can't have it both ways, you know. But, you know, I think that COVID, as hard as it was, it changed a lot of things for a lot of people. And there was a lot of devastation. I don't I don't want to be like, COVID was awesome. But in that way, people didn't want to leave. They didn't want to work from home. But then they did. And they're like, hey, I kind of like this. I'm spending more time with my family. You know, so I think it's that shift in mindset that happens when things change for an amount of time. I just wonder if there, you know, I would love to see like one of those Venn diagram things of the people who are going out to restaurants and going out to bars, mm-hmm. but don't want to go back to work. I'm just curious oh, what yeah. that what that is, you know. I actually am very surprised about how many people I've come across who didn't want to go physically back to work and just work from home. It just seemed like a whole lot more than I ever expected. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am I am surprised. To answer your question, yes, I am surprised that more people don't want to go back. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to know if that is fear of the virus or... Is it just I've discovered that my lifestyle is better when I work remotely? It was the latter for a lot of people who I've spoken to. Is that for you too, Lori? Yeah, I'd be really interested what our listeners think, you know, if they could comment on our Facebook page, what their thoughts on this are, because I do think it runs the spectrum. Um, Have you talked to anybody that's said why they want to stay home rather than go to work? They liked it. They just like I mean, it. They just like it. So it has nothing to do with the virus. Some people have said they get more work done at home yeah. than here. Mm-hmm. 
But mostly it's not been the virus. You know, I think it's mostly been that they just really got in the swing of it and liked it. They didn't they don't have to commute. They don't have to be stuck in traffic. Yeah. I wonder also um, now that it's summertime, you know, let's say assuming, you know, whether or not school goes back. But if you have kids that are younger than school age, is it hard to find child care right now? I know, for example, in Michigan, I do news for a, a local radio station in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And one of the things with um, working class people there are struggling. They can't go back to work because the places that they used to use for daycare are not open. Um, and so, they, you know, people who can work remotely, great. But people in more blue collar jobs, you know, restaurants are suffering because they can't find workers. CDL, oh my gosh, truck companies there are no there's a shortage of truck drivers like cdl truck drivers that is like the best job in the world for somebody and they're and they're like dying to get people to get a cdl rating and become truck drivers but i think a lot of it is family care is not readily available right now Mm, that makes sense but you know as creative as people are I bet they're going to come up with some amazing idea that nobody's ever thought of and it's the best thing ever on how to care for our kids. Zoom calls. No, just kidding. <laughs> Zoom babysitting. Get back in the Zoom picture. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to take that picture off <laughs> or turn the camera off. <laughs> What do they call it? There's a term for it. Zoom squatting. <laughs> I've been That's running. Uh, I've been, my sister-in-law is a teacher and she has a, a friend who's a teacher and we've been running together and they, they talk about the kids who Zoom squat. You just, you know, they like, they're, some of them will put up a picture. Mm-hmm. Most of them, it's just their name. Mm-hmm. And you know that they're not doing anything, but right. they're still getting credit <laughs> for being there. And we were talking about how many adults we know, like when you have a staff meeting and, and it's just their their picture or, you know, like how much work they're texting, how, you know, what are they really doing? Right. <laughs> but then there's the ones that should put their picture on because they're rubbing their nose and, you know, doing weird stuff. And you're like, oh, do you know that we can see you? <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention all the cat butts. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> so... I have a funny story to tell you. So, um, you know, COVID, my nephew, uh, he would be my great nephew, was born just before COVID. And so I went to his first birthday, but then I haven't seen him since. And so my sister's birthday was last week, and she was FaceTiming with him, and he was just adorable, dancing. He's three now. He's almost three this weekend. Dancing and singing happy birthday to Grandma. So I poke my head in. And he gets all shy. And so my sister's trying to explain that um, I am grandma's sister and that I'm his great aunt. So anyway, finally, he talked to me a little, but then I popped off to let them, you know, have their grandma thing. And so later that night, my nephew texted me and said, "Um, when my wife got home, Tommy's Thomas said, uh, hey, did you know I have a new auntie grandma? (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so then um yesterday my sister went to the beach with them and they so her son likes to do the metal detector and they always say nerd alert you know (laughs) and so (laughs) thomas picked up a stick and he's going nerd alert nerd alert and he's not quite three yet 
And so my we have a thing, and I do it with my grandkids, and it's because we grew up on the beach. We find a wishing rock, which is black with a white circle around it, and we throw it in and make a wish. So she's teaching him, you know, let's throw it in and make a wish. And so she got him a playset for his birthday. Um, I wish Thomas could get a playset for his birthday. And so then he threw one and asked for something, and then she said, I'm asking for world peace. And so he looks at her, he picks one up, and he throws it out, and he says— I'm asking for pizza for the world. (laughs) (laughs) He's three. He doesn't know what peace is, so he thought it was pizza. (laughs) I think I like that better. It would solve a lot. Yes. (laughs) Yes, world pizza would solve a lot of problems. (laughs) It sure would. Yeah, so I just had to share that. But, you know, Britney Spears, did you know that they're making a law, free Britney law? No. So two lawmakers are proposing bipartisan legislation that will protect the people under legal guardianships and conservatorships from abuse and exploitation. And uh, what they said is the FREE Act would allow a person under legal guardianship to the right to petition the court and have the court-appointed guardian replaced with a public guardian. And then right after reading that, I saw that Brittany's so excited she gets to drive again. So... I mean, I think that she was really held down if she couldn't even drive. Do you guys feel like her dad did her wrong a lot of the time or? You know, I don't know the facts, so it wouldn't be good for me to. um, But this says she's allowed to drive again and she likes the court development so far. Um, I think maybe they just thought because, you know, like Claire said, there was a reason this was set up to actually protect her, but often things that are set up to protect us uh, when we're young don't work when we're older. Right. It does seem a little extreme, not being able to drive, being forced to have birth control. There, There's a lot about her situation that is the facts that we're getting, the stuff that's coming out in public, that's really unusual and really odd. By the same token, and I'm probably going to get a bunch of free Britney comments on this. Something's something's awry. I don't know what it is. I just have a gut feeling that something's awry with Britney because her Instagram posts lately, there's been a lot of expletives, a lot of weird anger. Not that she doesn't have a right to be angry because she absolutely does have a right to be angry, but it feels like she's, um, I don't know, acting out a little bit. So do you, are you so, saying this is kind of like when Kanye kind of did some weird things? Is that kind of what you're saying? That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It seems something just didn't feel right. It was fine for a while when she made her statement, when the news was coming out. I, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then those last couple of Instagram posts were like, okay, hold on, hold on. You know, I, I don't think she's 100%, you mm-hmm. know. But that doesn't mean she can't drive. I know plenty of people who are severely bipolar that drive just fine mm-hmm. and have children and get married and live their lives. I think there is definitely an extreme going on, but I don't think she's cured, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's so many shades of gray here. But I think that law is a great idea. I, I do think that's important. I think that there could be, whether or not her father is abusive and, and set out to be abusive, um, 
uh, I think that if you want to have the, if you agree that you maybe need to be under a conservatorship, but you don't trust the person who's running it, 100%, you should find someone that you do trust to run it. You know, I think the trick is to make sure that it doesn't become the person that was controlling you, that they were protecting you from in the first place back when you were 26 and melting down, you know. Um, so that's tricky. I, I can't even imagine being in that situation where, um, you can't trust yourself, let alone the people around you can't trust you, you know, to have to be protected from yourself. Can you imagine if like, look at it this way though. What if Michael Jackson had had that? What if Michael Jackson actually had a team of people who, instead of saying, yeah, Mike, that's a great idea to everything he wanted to do, set up some kind of system where they kept an eye on him and made sure he spent his money wisely and watched who he was hanging out with and what he was doing with them alone, allegedly, reportedly. Yeah. Right? I mean... Should they have intervened during uh, when Michael Jackson decided to have a theme park house? Right. And a monkey? Well, and a monkey. Bubbles? Right. Was that his name? Bubbles? Bubbles was Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did he spend his money wisely? It was questionable. I don't know. I think by the 20th surgery, probably not, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> when his nose started falling off. Yeah. That might have been the place where you go, mm, I don't know. No more noses for you. And he had his own doctor, and that look how that turned out. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. wasn't oh. protective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can think of a few examples of, of people who've probably really needed some kind of intervention like this that, that didn't get it. But, you know. That doesn't mean they went too far in Brittany's case. Yeah. So anyway, that, that that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on, hang on. We had another animal miracle here within our Listen and Learn or Not family. Yes, we yeah. did. So, a, a week ago, literally a week ago, we were serried on the possibility of, of putting our beloved dog Sadie to sleep because she had was not responding to anything. And then suddenly she just bounced up and decided she wanted to go for a walk. And uh, within hours of, of, you know, ending her life, she came back to life and she's like the way, like she was before. And then literally the next day, Lori texted us that, that she was, she needed prayers for an animal. Yeah. My daughter's horse, uh, it's just three years old. It's the one that she came here in Washington to pick up and we rode back with. And there was an incident, which I won't explain because, uh, it, unfortunately, it's hard for people because they they want to kind of judge the situation. But I will say the horse was traumatized. My daughter was trying to help the horse, and she had these kids all around, and the horse is totally calm. Um, but it was the person who was uh, at their house trying to do a service for the horse. And um, the horse was so traumatized that uh, when it was over, uh, it dropped to the ground, and that's when colic, which is what uh, we talked about with Sadie, colic set in. And you can't uh, when a when a horse starts to colic, you got to keep get it up and keep it moving. And so finally, she called the vet. They said bring her in, and my daughter called me. She goes, "Mom, I don't think she's going to make it." You know, and my daughter has kids that are adopted out of foster care, and that kind of trauma. It was just like, no, 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 this can't happen. And so they did a check at 7. The the vet called, said, right now she's doing okay, but if we call you tonight, it's because we're putting her down. And so all night my daughter's, you know, can't sleep. And the next morning about 7, she's waiting for them to call because they're like, don't call us, we'll call you. 
And they call and she's like, she's braced for it because, you know, my daughter, grown up on a farm, you, you learn how to deal with death and disappointment. And they said, well, she had a rough time last night about three, but she's fine now. So come pick her up. Yay. Yeah. And I mean, it was not looking good. And so I just, you know, I reached out to you guys and, and the Cowboys for Christ and said, can you play, pray for my daughter's horse? And um, I'm just so grateful that the horse made it. And I love it when we can reach out to people and ask for their support when going through things like this. And, uh, you know, it felt good to know other people were thinking good thoughts and praying, whatever that means, you know, to people. And so two miracles in one week. So wow. amazing. And animals, I mean, we feel everything that I was feeling, I was feeling for Sadie. And even if you're telling me that, as you're telling me that story, I'm feeling physically for the horse. I just, I love animals. But also, it's the people, you know. In Sadie's case, it was our, my wife, our family, um, our other dog. You know, everybody was sort of feeling this weight. And in your case, um, not just your daughter, but those children, you know, it was so important to so many people that the horse pulled through. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, I'm just so happy. You know, it's interesting because I, I did, I asked God to save this horse. And then I thought, I'm not going to keep begging. I'm going to ask and then I'm going to thank for whatever, you know. And so mm-hmm. every time I thought about it, I just said, thank you. Thank you. You know, whatever, however it turns out, I'm going to trust that whatever is to be, you know, whatever um, happens, we'll we'll deal with it, good or bad. And that that was a good feeling for me too to let go, to not feel so desperate, like, oh, you have to make this happen. You know, it's like life happens and we all have good things and bad things that happen. And we the the beauty is that we learn how to deal with whatever comes our way. It's just there's been so much that's happened over the last year that you just can't help thinking, oh, not one more thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty amazing. I'm very happy and excited and um, grateful. Yes. And Anna, you don't have any pets, so we're okay here, right? Yeah, no pets. All right. Okay. <laughs> no <laughs> pets. But, you know, last week when we were trying to think of songs about miracles at that time in honor of, of Sadie, the miracle dog, I can't believe we didn't think of some of the other songs that, that have to do with miracles. But I am going to throw in It's Gotta Take a Miracle. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, oh, I thought of one too. Um, is it uh, is it Jefferson Airplane? Who's a there's a mir- they have a miracle song too that I couldn't believe we forgot. It's Marty Ballin. It's if oh that song. That's it. That's the one. Yes, miracles. Miracles are good. Yep. Oh, here's one. Um, I believe in miracles. Oh. You sex a thing. I believe in miracles. Where you come from? You sex thing. Oh my gosh! Wow, that came from way in the back of my brain. <laughs> well, Claire, I know that you're not in Seattle anymore, but we had a big day yesterday. 
I know, my God, the between Facebook and Twitter, I needed to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. right now I'm looking at the Space Needle with their new flag up top, which uh, is an S for the Kraken, Seattle Kraken. Release the Kraken. Mm-hmm. So it was the expansion draft. So basically they got to pick a bunch of young uh, up-and-coming hockey players. And for anybody who thinks, oh, that'll never work, you don't have to look any further than the Las Vegas Golden Knights who are the last expansion team. And I believe they, they won a Stanley Cup like the next year. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So it was at Gaswork Park. So I had to, in my traffic, say, crack and draft <laughs> at Gaswork Park. Crack and draft. <laughs> crack and draft. Crack and draft. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that's our big thing, our big thing yesterday. and. I would have loved to be there because uh, there were a lot of boats on Lake Union watching from the lake, and that just looked pretty cool. Yeah, I think it was. A lot yeah. of people showed uh, they're having a little picnic on the grass, and, you know, we didn't get to do the fourth there, so it was kind of like the next best thing. Yeah. Right. I need to correct myself real quick. They didn't win the Stanley Cup, but they went to the Stanley Cup. But still, it was in their first year, so if the Kraken can even come halfway close to that, that will be really awesome. I guess yeah. what I what I had to I had to put a little side eye here just because it just like I'm really excited about Seattle getting a pro hockey team because Seattle is a hockey town. There's no question about it. Seattle's a sports town. Seattle's a hockey town. Mm-hmm. But the people that have been posting like crazy, I've never heard one word about hockey from any of these people in all the time that I've known them. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they've all got shirts and hats, and they're like, hockey this and hockey that. And it's like, it's just an excuse to buy a new shirt, you know? I mean, it, it's just, you know, whatever. <laughs> they do look cool. Mm-hmm. They look great. It's a great logo. I was very excited when it all got revealed last year. I just, uh, I don't know. It just, it just made me laugh. I love that they brought out all the Seattle sports stars like like Sue Bird put in a thing from uh, the Olympics and Bobby Wagner was there. And I think uh, Beast Mode announced one of the picks, you know, like all the all the who's who of Seattle sports were up were behind it. So cool. That is cool. But I guess, you know, it's funny. I know this is not the tangent I meant to go on, but it, it it's just sort of been on my mind lately. Um, the bandwagon nature of our society, like. Last week, uh, the rapper Biz Markie passed away. and I did not know that. Yeah. yeah, he did. And everybody, I mean, Facebook, Twitter, everything was just filled with R.I.P. Biz Markie, R.I.P. Biz Markie. And I'm sad about Biz Markie, but none of these people have ever mentioned him before. Right? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it's like because you see something, you also have to be the aficionado on that thing, right? Like... Mm-hmm. I'm the first person to say, well, that's really sad, but you know, whatever, Bismarcky, that was, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it's like the same, I feel the same way about any, you know, other artists too. Like there's certain people, like when they died, I'm like, oh my God, David Bowie, that was horrible. Like that really hit me, you know, mm-hmm. but there are other artists when they pass away, I'm like, oh, that's really sad, but that I didn't have a, a personal connection to that. Right. You know, no reason to and share. Exactly. There's no, there's no reason for me to go overboard in my grief about something that I wasn't all that connected to. But I do feel like there's this sense of like, you're, I guess it's, it's an extension of the fear of missing out where if you're, if you're not putting in your two cents about something that's happening, then is there, does it mean that 
is it shame on you for being unaware of this thing? You know, and I guess that's what I think about the Kraken. Like, I'm excited about it, but I'm not that big of a hockey. I'm not that excited about it that I had to share anything because I didn't. You know, I'm like, oh, there's a hockey team. That's really awesome. Yeah. But there are so many people who are going overboard in their effusiveness <laughs> for this hockey team that they probably won't ever mention again after next week. Well, you know? <laughs> and, and in a way, I'm guilty of that. If I wasn't doing traffic and having to tell people where to go, uh, I probably wouldn't have thought twice about it. There you go. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting for a day. You know, I don't want to, I don't mean to poo-poo and take it away. It's exciting. I'm excited about the Kraken. I'm sad about Bismarcky. I can feel all of these things yes. <laughs> without having to tell everybody on the planet that I'm feeling them. Right? You, you guys get what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel you. I get what you're putting okay. down. Picking up what Thank you're putting you. down. Thank you. <laughs> Why do we do that as a society? I don't know. It's kind of like the the when the boss sends out an email to everybody in the company telling you that something good happened and then everybody has to respond, right? Like there's a point at which you're like, oh, crap, if I don't respond, I'm going to get fired because I won't look like a team player, <laughs> you know? But then there's also like there's 100 people that work here. I don't need 100 emails of like yeah good job way to go yay us you know and what is that line you know (laughs) so sometimes when those things will happen I will individually respond to the person who got the accolade like wow that's really awesome I don't feel the need to tell everybody that I'm responding to the accolade right like reply all (laughs) right right (laughs) you know right that is so funny yeah what do you guys do? Do you guys reply all with the accolade or do you individually reply? Or neither? Do you just let it go because there's 100 people? Both. Both. For, for me, both. So mm-hmm. it depends on who it is. If I have a real, real personal connection with someone they're saying congratulations to or, or goodbye to and stuff, it's someone that I'd actually interacted with on a daily basis or something like that. If it's someone I kind of know, maybe I'll say it to them in private, on a private email, or I don't say anything at all if I don't really know the person. And, and do you think that like the boss of the company is sitting there with a checklist to see who responded and who didn't? <laughs> I... I don't know. See, that's what I've always wondered myself is, do they care? And I, you know, my first several years um, at, at the company, I I was responsive. No, I did the same thing. I did the same thing from the guy. I didn't just say congratulations to just anybody. I was picky about who I said it to. I didn't want to have to think that I was going to have to do that every single time somebody had an accomplishment or, or was leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Or was leaving. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it is kind of like a gossip chain, you know, it's like, whoa, did you know, you know, where people kind of want to be the first to to share it with people or, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? You think people like you want to be, that, that's interesting, like with the Bismarcky thing, you, you want to feel like you're so in the know that you were the first one to get, to get it out there. Sometimes I think that might be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I think maybe I just need to take a break from social media. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing. Well, <laughs> too and many also, things. there have been times where they've, you know, something's come up saying somebody's dead, 
And then you Google check it and it's like, yeah, no, they're not dead, right. <laughs> you know. So, again, fact checking, checking, too. But um, but, yeah, it, you know, it's just so interesting how our world is so different um, now. You know, I was even thinking about, you know, when I was raising my kids, how I see on Facebook uh, on the mom groups, hey, I've got a kid that's doing this. What did you do? And I'm like, man. I can't imagine if I could have just, you know, typed something. Hey, my kid's colicky. What you got? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do like the. I do like the hive mind, you know, aspect of, of, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a, um, <clears throat> this is, there's a, a, an actor that I follow on Twitter named Rachel Nichols. She was uh, in the show Alias, and then she was on this just really, really great uh, sci-fi show called Continuum that was just way ahead of its time. And she's a Canadian actress. She does actually, she's American, but she lives in Canada. She does a lot of things. And um, there's also an ESPN uh, reporter um, named Rachel Nichols, who um, is—I w- I don't know if I would call necessarily the female version of Stephen A. Smith, but she definitely has a take on things and is not shy about giving it. And she gets all kinds of like you know hate tweets. And uh, people are constantly getting the wrong Rachel Nichols. And apparently there was a day um, last week where the ESPN Rachel Nichols said something that was very controversial. And the actor Rachel Nichols was on location filming something and woke up to literally a thousand messages of hatred, really horrible, vitriol, misogynistic, racist, all of this stuff. Aimed at the other, aimed at the wrong person. And, oh my God, it was just, she said it was awful. And, you know, she used to laugh it off, but now she was like, wow. Okay, first of all, if you're going to be that angry and be an armchair troll, get the right address, right? And, (laughs) And secondly, why are you people saying all these horrible things about this woman who's simply giving her opinion on a sports topic, you know? And it, uh, there ended up, there was such a response, uh, there ended up being a, a piece written about her in, um, uh, I can't remember, one of the, Slate maybe, one of the online magazines about, you know, this culture of people who, who troll people on the internet and their anger and, and all of this stuff. But she's officially changed her handle now to not, e- not ESPN reporter. And it's just like, why did she, I just feel terrible for her that she had to do that. And it, they're still coming. The upside of it is that she has, you know, begun, she's a pretty famous person. She's got a lot of followers. If you're, if you follow TV actors, she's famous. And she started like individually responding to tweets, like when, when she'll put up something and, and, you know, people will, it's usually something funny about her children or her husband, you know, she's really innocuous. And they'll put, you know, people will say, oh, my husband did the same thing. And she'll like individually, thank you so much for responding. Thank you for being a fan. Like she's going out of her way to cultivate her fan base because I think there were so many people who got turned off by all this horrible stuff coming out, you know. So she's having to rec- recreate a piece of her career, you know, based on this other thing. But Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it yeah. was just the things people write <laughs> are just horrible. I can't even imagine the stuff that the ESPN Rachel Nichols got that went directly to her. You know, if a thousand went wrong, how many went correctly and and what did they say i mean my god yeah yeah you know it's that's why when i was telling you the story i said i don't want to tell you exactly what happened because people have ideas it's like Mm -hmm. on some one of the pages somebody was like why didn't she talking about my daughter do blah 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 and it's like 
Couldn't you just put out good thoughts? You know, do you have to judge and think that, you know, give her the benefit of the doubt that she did the most horrible thing and didn't protect her horse and didn't protect her children? And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's like sometimes I don't know if people don't think if they don't know what they sound like or if people are just mean. I just don't know. All of the above. All of the above. They don't read to the end of the sentence. People read the first three or four words of, of a paragraph and think they know the answer. And they they have to give you their opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing is when you when you have a death in the family and people immediately want to tell you their stories about their death in the family. Right. And it's the last thing you want to hear. Right. You know, uh-huh. you just want people to say, I'm sorry. That's really all you have to say is I'm sorry and move on. But but people have a need to tell you their take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look at us. We have a whole podcast about telling you our take. Um, <laughs> but but I agree with you, Lori, and I a thousand percent respect that you didn't tell the story because you're right. People will hear what they want to hear and judge the way they do. And like if I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I honestly, I can't think of one time I've responded negatively to anybody's post. But my thought is, if I felt the need to, I certainly would go to them personally, not just blast out for everybody on their page. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's my age. I don't know if it's, I don't know what, but. You know, it's like people just think that's an okay thing to do. Did I tell you I snark tweeted at Amazon because there was a typo on Alexa? (laughs) 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 Well, I I never do this. I swear I never do this. But a couple of weeks ago, it was Memorial, no, July 4th weekend. It was the holiday weekend. And twice I was up and the Alexa, you know, there's the Alexa's in the kitchen and she had her display going. There were typos. One of them was like a space and one of them was a bad spelling error. And just for fun, just to be a jerk on Twitter, like we're talking about, (laughs) I just wrote something like, hey, Amazon, it looks like you have the millennial interns running the skeleton crew for the weekend. (gasps) I keep seeing a couple of typos. And I got a response on Twitter. Uh, we're so sorry that you're having difficulty with Alexa. Please let us know what we can do to help. <laughs> Immediately. And I wrote back and I said, I'm just kidding. Everything's fine. I absolutely love Alexa. Just make sure they double check their work. <laughs> I was very impressed that they actually responded like as if I was really, you know, angry about it. I thought I wrote it with like a winky face, but you know, um, <laughs> But I couldn't help myself. I just couldn't help myself. Like, come on, man. There can't be a typo on Alexa. Surely more than one person sees that copy before it goes out to jillions of people. One would think. I was probably the subject of some angry meeting. (laughs) That's so funny. I wonder if anybody, real person actually read it. I I don't know. I don't know if it's a real person. (laughs) Oh, oh, you mean the, the display? You think it like a virtual? Oh, that's an interesting thought. I don't know. I mean, like when you responded and they responded back, was it just an auto? Oh, they have an actual person attached to it from the customer service. They do. They have a name. So here's another one. Here's another one someone wrote yesterday. Hi there. We're sorry to hear about this. We'd like to get more information to share with our operations team, but we need to provide your details. Please do so here. We'll be in touch soon. Stacy. So, uh, no, these are all. Hey there. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. We'd like our operations team. Ashley. 
No, these are not automated. I mean, it's it's a yeah. The language is the same, but but the syntax is different. So yeah, there's a there are human beings doing that. And after you, you know, said, I'm fine. I love Alexa. They replied after that and said, you're very welcome. Please let us know if we can further assist. We're always happy to help what we can. Right. Which is specific. Stop snark testing us. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel sorry for companies when they when they respond uh, in social media. I always think it's awkward, too, but I can understand they want to be part of part of it part of what's going on but sometimes it's like ooh, do you really want to respond to that person <laughs> you know right. not you though claire you you were fine some of the <laughs> i wouldn't have responded to you you would have left you hanging <laughs> i would have been like thanks karen you know that that's me <laughs> <laughs> so you guys i remember several weeks ago you guys were mentioning should we really have the Tokyo Olympics? And at that point, people were like, yeah, we should have the Olympics and we're vaccinated and everything's going to be just fine. Now, what do you think with more and more athletes, as well as some with the Olympics credentials testing positive for COVID? It, the Japanese people don't seem to want it. There've been uh, protests and which is an article I read, I did not know this, but I learned this from an article that I was reading this morning that for a lot of people, particularly older people in Japan, it's, it's, they don't protest because it's just, it's not polite. It's not considered the right way to do things. And the fact that there are so many protests going on tells you the level of anxiety that many people in Tokyo are feeling about having the games going on there. It's not, you know, one of the things about the Olympics is that uh, among the many good reasons to hold an Olympics, it's a really it's an economic boon for your city. It brings in thousands and thousands of people who spend money at your stores and your restaurants, and that's not happening. Mm-hmm. They're not getting any of that. They're they're getting an influx of people that are coming in, going to one specific place. They're not patronizing their stores, and even if they were, they probably wouldn't want them to because the virus, their the vaccination rate is very low there. They're apparently very slow to roll out the vaccine in Japan, which I was surprised to hear. Um, so it's brought nothing but anxiety with no apparent upside for the people who live there. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about the blind, deaf and blind girl who's a swimmer. Uh, They call it a para. um, The Paralympics? Yes. And they won't let her mom come with her. And so they want her to navigate. They've got one person to help all of the people in that that category. One person. And she's deaf and blind. So she's pulling herself out of the Olympics because they will not allow her mom to come with her. That is crazy. Yeah. That's so unfair. And Olympians too. I'm very, you know, I'm very, myself, I will be honest, I'm very pro vaccine. I, I, when I hear about people contracting it, I'm like, why didn't they get vaccinated? But the Olympians are really young athletes. A lot of these people are very, very young and may not have had access to the, to the vaccine yet, depending on what part of the world they've been in. Um, the vaccines haven't been approved for people under 17 necessarily everywhere, right? So, um, yeah, it's that's very frustrating. But that's her, that's more, in, in the case of that Paralympian, that's more than just mom coming along to cheer you and go rah, rah. You know, that's 
her literal support system for how she functions as a person, let alone as an athlete. Right. That's so unfair. Yeah, it just yeah. and she, you know, the whole big Olympic overseers, you know, they're trying to tap everyone, and she just they couldn't get an approval, so she just had to say no, can't do it. So wow. I'll probably, you know, I'll probably still watch. I I enjoy the Olympic games. Some of the events are are fun. It's going to be weird without fans. That didn't bother me last year. You know, watching football and baseball and all that stuff. It didn't. I was okay without the fans. Somehow the Olympics, it seemed a little bit different, but I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't seem like they should have held them. But then again, there are all these people that worked all their lives for this opportunity and they're not getting any younger and right. you know, they, they want the chance to vie for the medals. I mean, seriously, I can see why shutting it down, but to think you're the Olympic and it's three days away from the biggest event in your whole entire life, that just feels so sad. It does. It does. I knew someone who was a, an Olympic rower who um, was supposed to go, this is years ago, was supposed to go to Moscow for the Olympics in 1980, and we canceled them. We, oh, well, we didn't cancel them. The U.S. didn't go because of a situation with Russia. And then um, the, the following Olympics were in L.A., and she was from L.A. originally. So it was like, eh, whatever, <laughs> you know. I mean, it was still great to be in the Olympics, but it was like, oh, my God, of all the things in the world, you know, I just got to stay home. Um, but, yeah, that for her, that was what it was. She, she understood the reasons that the president deemed that we shouldn't go, but she had worked so hard all her life to get to that point. Um, and it was just crushing to, to not be able to do it. So, yeah, I, I can see that. It would be a big disappointment, but that's not whether they're just doing it for money. They're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts for the athletes. They're they're doing it because they'll they'll have to pay back gajillions of dollars to TV and all that stuff. Oh, Eesh. that's rough. Yeah, I hope I hope Leslie Jones comments again. Do you remember when Leslie Jones started doing Olympic commentating last time? No, she was so funny. She did. She started. She was doing it on a. Now, this is before TikTok existed, so it must have been, and maybe it was original early TikTok, but it, I think it was Instagram. She started um, filming herself like watching Olympic events, and NBC got a hold of it, and then they brought her over. I can't remember where the Olympics were four years ago. They they brought her over, and she started doing commentating along with whoever Bob Costas or whoever the the big people were. So I hope they bring her along again because she's funny. That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. oh my gosh yeah so many important things that it's like you know we'd like to just be done with this we're we're not quite done we still have to make hard decisions we have the power to be more than done i mean more more than we are now uh you're right done it you know you can't ever really be done with a virus it's a virus it's going to do what it what it does but what's frustrating is how how close we can be to being so much further but there are people who who just refuse to take that step there are people who cannot take that step but there are other people who just refuse to and that's that's what's frustrating Mm -hmm. do you guys feel like we're going backwards like we're kind of getting back to not being able to go places or going in that direction I feel like we're going backwards in terms of the impact on hospitals. Um, I don't think we're going to go. I don't. I don't know. I doubt we're going to go back to shutting everything down because I. Don't, I think they've lost the political will to do it. Um, 
And I don't think we necessarily need to shut everything down. We just have to be very, very cautious. I'm never going to not wash my hands and sanitize and all that stuff. I'm forever changed in, in that regard. Um, but I, you know, I might start wearing a mask. I mean, I'm vaccinated, but I, I can see the benefit of wearing a mask. But more, my bigger concern, and again, this is just my personal opinion, I am not particularly concerned about catching the virus. What I'm concerned about is being somewhere where if something else happens to me, I can't get in a hospital a bed because there's a bunch of people who didn't get vaccinated oh, wow. that are filling up the hospitals, yeah. right? That's that's my take. Right. Um, I feel like that's where we where we may go. And not everywhere, not in every city, but, you know, some cities like yesterday, New Orleans put a mask. Uh, they didn't call it a mandate. They called it an advisory. New, the mayor of New Orleans is advising everyone to wear masks indoors everywhere. Los Angeles County did put up a mask mandate. Um, I think Las Vegas, there are some places there where they're they're masking up again. Um, so I I don't think we'll get to lockdown again because we just people won't people will refuse. I think, um, but I sure wish I sure wish more people who uh, are physically able to get vaccinated but are simply doing it because somebody told them they're going to get a 5G microchip in their head. I, I wish those people would step up a little better. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What can you do? You can't, you know, convince people of something that they just don't believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not at this point. If they haven't been believing it for a year and a half right they're never gonna believe it well and you right. know when we started out we were like no i don't think so but then we we studied we researched we found out what we needed to know you know right right that's due diligence there i saw an article i didn't get to read it i just saw the the headline and kind of the tagline on it of a a, a physician an emergency room was the emergency room i think physician in alabama who said she's lost count of the number of times that people have come in on the brink of death and said, can I get the vaccine now? And she said, it's too late. There's nothing we can do for you. I just saw that, yeah. Um, you saw that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, that's not how vaccines work. They don't cure you once you have it. They help prevent you from getting it. And no, they're not perfect. Yes, there have been breakthrough cases. But the breakthrough cases don't account for nearly as many as the overall cases that have been spiking in the last couple of weeks. I just want this virus to be wiped out. How about you? Me too. I'd like to be worrying no, about Delta, other things. <laughs> and, and I never heard of the gamma variant. I, I guess there's a, ver a gamma and an alpha variant that I've not really been aware of. Apparently there's a lambda. A lambda? Yeah. Wow. They're going through the whole Greek alphabet. <laughs> and then they're going to just sound like fraternities and sororities. Delta, Delta, Delta. Oh, my God. I totally got the Tri-Delta virus. It was so awful. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Kappa Kappa Gamma virus. It's actually very respectable. <laughs> that was a little joke for my sister. This variant's hazing me. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was the Animal House? It's Delta House, right? Isn't it Delta House in Animal House? Okay, oh, Anna, if you I've never seen it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I'm done. And that was Claire's last day on Listen and Learn or Not. Yeah. <laughs> she can't take it anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've seen one little scene, and it was the mashed potato scene. That's right, food it. fight. Yes, I know. Oh, my God. 
Anna, here's what we're going to do. Oh, and then I also know the house, the house, the house is on fire. (laughs) Right? Is that that the movie? The roof is on fire. I mean, the roof, the roof. Here's what we're going to do. Uh Uh-oh. You've probably never seen Silence of the Lambs, so I'll just describe this in that. Oh, even I've bothered. seen that. We're going to put you on a hand truck with like in handcuffs with the mask <laughs> over your face. And I'm going to wheel you into a cinema and I'm going to screen every great seminal movie from my childhood and teenage years. And you're going to love them. <laughs> Whether you do or not. I would actually enjoy that. <laughs> as long as we have popcorn. Right. <laughs> You won't be able to eat it through your Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> oh, no. I have to wear that? Come on. All right. I'll let you eat popcorn, oh. but you have to watch the whole movie, all of them. So not half of it like they did Mary Poppins? No, the whole thing, start to finish. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Hey, please tell me Mark's seen Animal House. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he's seen it. I, I think Check he has. I, I think yeah. he has. A, he, he had explained a few things to me when references were, you know, given. Right. So, yeah. Heck, at this point, uh, I think your son could probably watch it. It's pretty innocuous by today's standards. Okay. So it's not like Revenge yeah. of the Nerds or anything? It is. It's exactly like Revenge of the Nerds. Probably a little, oh, it's okay. a little raunchier, <laughs> a little raunchier than Revenge of the Nerds, but nothing he hasn't seen on a video game. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. Clap your hands, everybody. Everybody, clap your hands. We lambda, 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 and Omega Moon. I remember that entire rap. To do a show for you. We should be running the CDC. You would solve it in song. Solve it in song. Yes, you would. It's a miracle. Omega Moo virus. <laughs> <laughs> we got Boga Presley on me guitar. <laughs> oh boy. Booger Presley. Um, legally Blonde. What was her sorority in Legally Blonde? Oh, what was that? My family just watched it again last week, but I it was too late at night. I couldn't legally go. Legally Blonde sorority. Delta <laughs> New? Yeah, Delta New. That's right. <laughs> Delta new virus. <laughs> it's pink. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Here, here's a thought to to walk us out. Raise your hand if you've had quite enough unsolicited advice about what should be done with any lemons life may or may not give you. <laughs> So I'm raising my hand oh. right now. Oh, yeah. I'm raising my hand, too. Well, thank you for the therapy. Yep. Thank you, Dr. Lori and Dr. Claire, my listen and learn shrinks. <laughs> and where can the good people on planet Earth find you these days? Facebook, Coach I, Lori. I'm on Twitter at Claire Beverly. I'm on Twitter at I'm Anna D. Igloo, Mary, Alpha. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy, Alpha, Delta. <laughs> Omega Moo. <laughs> How many stars should they give us? Five, always oh. five. Why not six? Well, because there because aren't six. Six doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and who should we share with? Everybody. Your grandma, aunt, 
What is it? Aunt Grandma? Your Aunt Auntie Grandma. grandma. <laughs> your your new Auntie Grandma. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, this is Listen and Learn or Not. not.